0: You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 117. Do you ever feel like you have all the things you need? Your business is set up to a T. You have a website, the social platforms, the educational resources, and then some, but yet you are still not able to make any progress in your business. You have the time, you have the energy, and yet you are still not profiting anything. You are stuck feeling like, what am I missing? What do you do when you feel like you are doing everything that you possibly can, but still nothing seems to be working? Well, first things first, I want you to know that you are not alone and that at one point or another, everyone feels like this in their business. In fact, even the people you probably look up to the most go through this sometimes, even to this day. There will always be ebbs and flows in business where things seem to be going really, really great and seasons where it's so dead that you are questioning why you ever thought you could be a business owner. But I know that saying that doesn't actually make it any better. And honestly, I know that this can be a pretty terrible season to be in. And I've been there, so I get it. And in the midst of feeling like you are doing everything wrong, that comes with hurt, embarrassment, and the feeling of defeat. I mean, if you aren't crying on the couch at two in the afternoon, shoveling chocolate into your face, are you even an entrepreneur? (laughs) My hope for this episode today is to guide you a along into a strategic and tangible framework to help you get unstuck and get those wheels turning again. So if you're ready to dive in, let's do this. Hey, you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast hosted by yours truly. My name is Sarah Elrod and I'm a serial entrepreneur through and through, but most importantly, I'm a wifey, a mama, and pretty much a crazy horse lady. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that every successful rancher has a wife that works in town. And being the stubborn, wannabe homesteading housewife that I am, I decided that why do I have to work in town in order to contribute? So I made it my mission to teach other rural women and entrepreneurs how to grow thriving brands online from way out yonder. Whether you live out in the middle of nowhere, have to take a dirt road to get there, or if you're just a mama who wants to stay home raising babies and cows someday, this is the place for you. On this show, we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. So grab a coffee and your favorite notebook and let's saddle up and get to work. This is the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. There's a good chance that if you've been around here before, you've heard me talk about HoneyBook, but never like this. Right now, you can get the ultimate tool that I use for my business for only $1 per month for your first eight months. That's $8 for eight months to have access to all the features that keep my business up and running. After the eight months is up, you can choose to get on a monthly subscription or an annual one or cancel entirely if it's not your cup of tea. HoneyBook is perfect for any small service-based businesses as it is the all-in-one solution to everything you could possibly need. Keep everything from client communication to documents, payments, scheduling, and more, all in one easy, organized place. Personally, I love that HoneyBook has contract templates ready to use as well as email templates, questionnaires, and brochures. They even have free account migration so that if you've been sending out these things in another way, they will set up your account with your current documents for free. And did I mention that you can get paid through HoneyBook? This was such a game changer for me because now I can put clients on payment plans and track them all in one place. And if someone is late on a payment, HoneyBook sends them a reminder email automatically for me. So I can skip the awkward, where's my money email. Introverts, I know you feel me on that one. To give HoneyBook a try for only $1 per month, head over to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and click the link. This is a business resource you are going to wish you had sooner. When I was in a season of feeling like nothing was working in my business, and trust me, there has been more than one, I always felt like it was my own fault like it was because of me. Something that I was doing must have been wrong. And I would have these thoughts like, maybe I wasn't made out for this kind of career. Maybe I'm just not a very likable person. Entrepreneurship isn't for me. People just don't like what I have to offer. I suck. I'm not good. All kinds of untrue and extremely negative thoughts came into my brain. But Let me tell you something, when you are telling yourself all of those negative things about yourself, when you are constantly beating yourself up and putting yourself down, how can you ever expect yourself to thrive? You cannot run over a ball with your car over and over and over and over and over again and still expect that ball to roll and to bounce. It just won't work. Now, here's the thing. I could give you business advice all day long. There's a million reasons why you might not be making progress in your business. And I could tell you how to market yourself perfectly and what to post and when to post it, but when it comes down to it, even if you are doing every tiny little thing that I say, if you are not being kind to yourself and boosting yourself up, you are never going to find success. You have to understand something about business because as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you are never going to have it all together all the time. This like, let's just scrap that mindset right now that you think you can ever hit a point where you are going to have it together because you won't, that won't happen. And as a general rule, things will not work out. And this, I promise we're going to get to a more positive place here, but i feel like there is while that might not be the greatest thing you've ever heard i feel like there's something freeing i guess in hearing that no matter what you do sometimes things just aren't going to work out like you could do the best you can and things still won't work out and well <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear or not that stetson uh if you guys have ever heard him this is a totally side note off track but if you hear him in any of the past episodes it's because I've skilled back my editing on these podcast episodes a lot because uh, mom life, so I don't have time to edit out every tiny little noise that he makes, so we just roll with it. So uh, if you hear him making little babbling noises or crashing in the background, that's him playing with his toy. I probably should give him a more quiet toy during these recordings, but those don't entertain him. You know, he's a boy. He likes to make lots of noise. Anyway, like I said, as a general rule, things don't work out. And that's a harsh truth, but it's a beautiful one. And there's just something beautiful, in my opinion, about knowing that we are out of control. As much as I am a control freak and I want to be in control of everything, I, I get frustrated when I know there's things that I could potentially control but can't versus something that I know I can't control. And I don't know, that maybe is like a little bit of a stretch because obviously it's your business. There are things that you can do. But... As a general rule, business is kind of just a lot of trial and error and you're going to fail a heck of a lot more than you're going to succeed. And that is how it works, no matter who you are or what you do. And if you decide to step into the world of entrepreneurship solely to make a lot of money and lots of financial success, then friend, you are probably not in it for the right reasons and chances are you are not going to find what you are looking for. Business ownership is not about having the right answers all the time or having the most time to get things done it's about the processes in between it's about working hard to solve challenges and fix problems and learn new things and when you can start to acknowledge to yourself that you're doing okay where you're at and that it is okay to slow down and actually sit in the season that you're in that is when you are going to thrive. So take some pressure off of yourself, sis. Seriously, take it off. Take a breather and understand. And this was something that I had to do big time when I became a mom was I put so much pressure on myself to get so many things done. And I do a lot. And I have a gigantic to-do list that I put on myself. And it's not... It's, I, and I would just feel terrible when I couldn't accomplish it. And I, I would get so frustrated with myself when at the end of the day, I was like, what did I even do today? And look, I know that all this stuff that I've been saying is really fluffy and warm and just like loving. And I'm the kind of person who usually hates like pep talks like this. When I want to get advice from somebody in business, I want actions and tips and get the needle moving. And maybe you're like, Sarah, this is too fluffy for me. I need to know what is the next step to take. And I get it. And we will get there. But you have to make sure that your heart is right first. Because if it's not, then the rest does not matter. And your plan, any sort of plan that you make or you hear, will not work. Something else that I think needs to be taken very seriously is that you have to be honest with yourself on what it takes to find that success and to be able to make progress in your business whatever that might mean to you. Um, Entrepreneurship is not for everybody and I, I mean that seriously. Some of you listening might have businesses already but will soon figure out that this is not for you. And guess what? That's okay. That is actually really beautiful. And it doesn't make you a failure. The only true way to fail is to never really try in the first place. So having that self-awareness to be able to say things like, I tried this and it turns out this is not for me. It's that's a wonderful thing, okay? Like that doesn't mean you suck or that your true passion isn't waiting for you now. Like it could be right around the corner. You never know what's waiting for you. But just to paint you like a little picture of what this is from a personal example. So I have an older brother by two years. It's just me and him and he is very book smart and all throughout school he got really good grades and he really excelled in all of his classes but I was not so much that way I got good grades I got like straight A's all the way through like um elementary school which I mean whatever yeah we got grades in elementary school I don't know if everybody did that but uh elementary school middle school I did really well And then kind of the first part of high school, like freshman year, maybe sophomore year. But kind of once I started hitting, I think it must have been sophomore year because that was when you could start taking like college classes or like AP classes. So Anyway, all that to say, I was not so much the book smart um, person. I was definitely more like a street smart kind of girl, if you want to call it that. Um, But I did feel this pressure to keep up with my brother. And I saw how much praise he got from our parents and teachers and his peers. And I just really wanted that. And I felt like that's what I needed to do also. And the unfortunate part about being the younger sibling when you go to the same school as your older siblings especially if they are really good um, and you're the troublemaker second child is uh, (laughs) your everybody like the teachers and stuff think that you are just gonna be the same person and when you're not I feel like it's just a really big disappointment and it's probably the same way if the older student is like the troublemaker and the younger students the good one Um, then they probably just automatically have this like bad vibe about you from the beginning which is unfortunate Um, but yeah so I definitely felt the pressure to be like this really smart person that, I don't know, and I kind of hate that term because now that I'm out of school and I've built a successful business, I'm just like, none of that really mattered. I mean, school's important. Stay in school, like all the things, you know, but I mean, I didn't go to some Ivy League college and I am not in any sort of student debt. I make good money. I like, I just, I don't know. I think our school system is a mess and that's why I'm very heavily considering homeschooling our kids at least for the younger years of their life because it's just it is a hot hot mess of things we got going on in there so um I don't know but anyway so I took high school in high school I took all the AP classes um, because my brother took all the AP classes and he passed all of the tests and passed all of the classes. And when I took all of those classes, I failed, I think, every single test that I took and I'm not even kidding. And I'm not even talking about like the big main AP test that you take at the end of the year to like give you the college credit for it. I'm talking about just like the tests in between like throughout the year that you take uh, after you finish a certain whatever chapter in the book kind of thing. Um, I failed every single one of those tests, like not even kidding. And I believe it was junior or senior year, I took AP European history. And the only reason I even passed that class was because we were allowed to do open book retake tests as a way to pass with like a C. And so I would have to stay after class every single test and do this. And it'd be like a Friday afternoon and I'd be staying after school to go retake this test to get enough of the answers correct that I could at least pass the class so it was a hot mess um and yet i failed all these tests and i continued to take these ap classes but when i was that must have been junior year because senior year i decided i'm not going to do that i'm not going to put myself through that embarrassment and stress all over again just to fail Um, so when I got to senior year and we were picking classes, I just took normal history. I don't even think there was a history class senior year. I think it was government. It was like U.S. government. And I didn't take AP U.S. government. I just took regular U.S. government. And I actually passed the tests and I did well on them. And I passed the class all on my own without having to retake everything. And I was so much happier. So... I know you're probably thinking, wow, that was a long, long story to get back to the point, but here we are. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Well, I had to be honest with myself that... Um, and and understand that I was not made to take AP classes those were not for me and it's all silly now like why did I feel like I had to take these like super fancy college course classes for like history when I mean literally my job does nothing with that Um, I didn't take like calculus cuz no that sounds terrible I would rather have fun (laughs) to be honest that was me in high school just trying to have a good time you know And so, uh, when I started taking the classes that were more my speed, I definitely thrived more in school and I thrived more just as a person in general. And the same thing can be true for you and your business. You do not have to be embarrassed if it doesn't work out the way that you think it should. And you also don't have to quit entirely either. Sometimes all that is needed is just a pivot. You don't have to do maybe exactly what you're doing now, but you can do a different version of it and you can change. My business has pivoted so much over the years and I have changed businesses completely. I've gone from horse training to photography, to education, to podcasting, to all these different things. And some of them just segue into other ones and some are completely different and have nothing to do with each other. So that's the beauty of entrepreneurship and being able to have a lifestyle where you can do that. Because if you're multi-passionate like me, then Guarantee you're gonna you're gonna hit this point at some point or another in your life where you're gonna want to do something a little bit different, or you're gonna reach your max where you're at, and you're gonna need to start outsourcing things and stepping into more of a CEO role. So things change, things look different, um, and it, it really just matters what what works for you and what you want that to look like. But you do have to be honest with yourself, and sometimes it takes a harsh reality check to say, okay, this isn't for me, and it doesn't mean you fail. So on that note, the Last thing I kind of want to touch on is that you need to define what progress looks like for you. Because I think one of the biggest things that every self employed, you know, entrepreneur person needs to ask themselves at one point or another is what does progress actually look like for me? I mean, the whole point of this episode is why am I not progressing in my business? What, but what, what does that actually mean for you? What is success? Because It's not an objective thing. Progress is not objective. It's a very subjective concept and it's different for every single person. So what is progress to you? And this might be a good thing to write down. I'm a big believer in pen and paper and writing down our thoughts. So I would say to figure that out ask yourself what what is progress to me is that making a bunch of money um, how much exactly is it going to take for you to feel like you've made it how much is it going to take for you to say okay like I, I feel good about this now um, and and be realistic with yourself how much do you have to make to just survive because that in itself is accomplishment as a business owner is just making the bare minimum that you need to make to survive and I understand living like that isn't necessarily the most fun thing in the world but at least you know at that point like okay bills are paid you might not be saving hundreds of thousands of dollars but bills are paid foods on the table you're okay and then from there you can learn to grow and expand and make more and start saving and start having extra money but I think step one is just making what you have to make to live so how much is that going to take for you um you know and what else is progress to you is it just money is it being able to serve more people is it having more time to do what you want outside of your business what is stopping you from doing that and i know that one of the biggest carrots like i said that we're chasing as business owners is money and i'm not saying it's not important believe me i know what it's like to be scraping by paycheck to paycheck and wondering when you're ever going to feel that sense of Financial comfortability, and it's funny because I think back to this moment a lot when me and Tyler um, first got um, our house together, and we had this little wine rack thing that has like six. I mean, it was just I got it at like Home Goods. It's just like a small little wine rack, and I think you could put six bottles of wine in it, and. I remember at that point in our life, in our marriage, looking at that wine rack and I think we had one bottle of wine in it. And I looked at that and said, we are never going to be able to fill this thing. Like it is so expensive. We were so broke. I mean, essentially, I mean, scraping by with money that we, I didn't know that we would ever be able to afford six bottles of wine to fill this wine rack. And it's so funny looking back on that now because if you saw our little wine cabinet, I mean, it is <laughs> kind of overflowing, it's kind of embarrassing. But <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I'm i laughing so, I just, I love that story because that is, that is what I think back to. Even now, anytime me and Tyler sit down and go over our financial situation and I'm like, oh, things feel tight right now. I think back to that moment and I'm like, you know what? Even if things are a little tight where we're at right now, it will never, like, I mean, not saying it will never get back to there, but we're not there anymore. Look how far we've come in a short amount of time. So um, I think it's just, I don't know, it's just funny to see how much can change in a year or two. And we had these goals set when we first moved to, we live in outside of Reno, Nevada. And um, if anybody knows our story, I mean, I won't go into it right now, but our, you know, Tyler lived up in Montana when I met him and then he ended up moving. Well, then we moved to North Dakota for a little while and then we moved to Reno and Tyler took a job here and he was working as a ranch hand up in Montana, but his job here is what has really gotten us to be super financially stable and so and now we're kind of talking about like our our big dream and our plan is to go back to Montana where he was but It's hard to understand. I mean, this is me just being totally honest and vulnerable with you guys, but like it's hard to know what that's going to look like because we're in such a good position where we're at now that if we move back up there, it's going to be a huge pay cut. And so what is that going to look like? And that's where it is nice to start businesses and to start these things that over the next few years, we can build up to financially support us, so that when we do go back up there, we don't have to feel like we took a gigantic pay cut because the businesses support us on the back end of things, um, while we do what we're wanting to do up there. And um, so it's just you know you you got to figure out what works for you and what what you're looking for, and not look around and see what everybody else is doing because everyone else's definition of success. Isn't going to be yours and what they've done to get where they are might not be what you want to do to get where you are. And, um, you know, I, I can honestly say that for me, my success came when my fears and worries and stresses went out the door. And when I started spending more time with God and focused more on treating clients compassionately and serving people right where I was, showing up on social media and creating free content for the sake of serving others is what I truly feel launched my business into more and more financial success. And I know that's so much easier said than done, but I have done it and you can too. And I'm not saying you have to do exactly what I did because your version of self-reflection might be different than mine, but for me, I needed to be grounded in the Lord and take the pressure off myself mentally, even though it's still there and I understand when you're scraping by with money, you it's hard to not think about that all the time, but if you can rest easy knowing that the Lord is a provider and he will always have you. I mean I'm a believer that things always seem to work out and God will provide. So that's just my two cents on the matter. I I hope this helped you guys. Um, there really could be so many reasons why your business is not progressing and I know that's not necessarily the answer you want to hear but step one to figuring out what that is, is to make sure you actually believe in yourself and you are kind to yourself. You need to be honest with yourself and loving and speak truth into your life and get truth from places like the Bible, um, because that is going to help encourage you and motivate you and help you understand that you're not doing this alone. And you need to know that this is something you can do because if you don't believe it, why should anybody else? Once you have that confidence and the motivation, then everything else is going to start to fall into place. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. I'm here for you guys. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I will talk with you in the next one you've just finished another episode of the branded cowgirl podcast and if that doesn't make you happier than a rooster on sunday then i don't know what will make sure to follow us on instagram at branded cowgirl podcast and tiktok also join the exclusive facebook group just for listeners you can find it by searching branded cowgirl podcast insiders or head to the link in the show notes if you liked what you heard please leave us a five star rating over on apple podcasts or wherever you are listening It means the absolute world to me to read your kind words, but it also helps other amazing rural women find the show as well. If you would like to sponsor an episode or advertise on the Branded Cowboy podcast, then please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor BCP for more information. Thanks again for being here and I'll talk to you in the next one.